Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Friday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I am joined on this occasion by Sean McGuigan. Hello there. And Tony Anderson. Hello, how we doing? I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. That's a, that's a fine start to this podcast. This is this one is going to be very rough and ready. Uh, we, we tried... We tried to have the dream team of Tory, Sean and Robert Borthwick, but Rob has been having some technical difficulties the last couple of days. So in order for this podcast to go ahead at all, I have had to step in at the last minute uh, with no research whatsoever. So it's going to be up to my flawless hosting skills to really carry us through this one. And as we've already seen or heard, I should say, I don't have flawless hosting <laughs> skills. So this is already fucked. Although uh, you did help to put the list together, so, so you've got you've got a rough idea. Yes, I did. I did help to put it together. Uh, we commissioned for it to be put together, and I, I made some alterations to, to be a little less old firm heavy. Um, and yeah, so as you can probably tell, uh, a few weeks back we done the lower league list with Telfor, Sean, and Andy, and now it's the Premiership list with Tony, uh, Sean, and should have been Rob. Uh, should have been our funny guy, but instead of a funny guy, you have me. So. <laughs> Well, you've got a man who laughs at everything, so that's handy. That's there, you there we go. So, I'll, I'll be the audience, really. It's just like a comedy show. Uh, you always laugh more if somebody else is laughing. So, that, I'll help the audience to laugh, or I'll just be very irritating. Either or. Tony's got a good laugh. Tony's got a good laugh. I just sound like a robot, don't I? Really, that's just... I try I listen to one podcast today, uh, the one that we done, Sean, when we done the Scotland game. Uh, I, I normally avoid my podcasts like uh-huh. so there, so there. Um, but I listened to that one I thought it was pretty it was a fun podcast but yeah my voice is it's, it just sounds like a it sounds like a vape my voice sounds like a vape I um, like it like a it. USB stick speaking, <laughs> speaking of like your you, voice if Tony, like you just, gargle with pebbles Tony <laughs> yes. Tony can you do my favour just back up slightly for the mic because you're giving it a wee pops a couple of times oh yeah I was coming closer I do that when I'm sort of uh, uh, for Sort of finishing my lines and stuff, you know, for for dramatic effect, I come towards it. I do. You just can't see me how I act. It's also, ridiculous. Do me one favour, just turn it down ever so slightly. You'd go into okay. red quite a lot. Oh, no. Tony, you can't. You can't just kind of do anything, right? Can you? <laughs> I know. I know. Bloody robot voice. Robot uh-huh. in disguise. <laughs> Five minutes. You've had two. You, I tell you, Robert wouldn't have given you two rows. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I could actually buy you a, 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 a pop filter so you can go as close to the mic as you want. They're not that expensive. <laughs> I've got massive ideas of what that actually is now, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, as I said, it's more for delivery. So if I'm finishing something and I want to make it dramatic, 
um, I would, I'll go towards my microphone like this. But oh, yeah. when I'm talking yeah, normally, yeah, I, I don't do it. Um, other people probably don't do that, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm strange. Um, Turn anyway. it down just a tweak more, please. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine people listening to this. They're just doing the I'm whole definitely editing this out. <laughs> oh, no, this sounds good. <laughs> is, that, is it the gain that's too high? For the yes, break? that's the volume. All right, okay. I was using the... The volume bit. The, the volume on the. How many times I have to fucking tell you guys? The volume on the front is for your headphones. Oh, Tony. You never told me that. I've never had any problems. I have told you all this, and nobody ever fucking listens to me. This is just. This, this is, is just, like. This uh, podcast now, all over. This is like when Tony asks oh. what number the next Scotland game is. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I did. T- I turned the gain up earlier, specifically because I thought it was very low. Is that better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not spiking as much. Right. There we go. Sorry, <laughs> right, let's begin. Uh, you guys wanted to begin at the bottom of this, so yeah, fuck it, why not? Uh, so Johnson fan accidentally buys a Peterhead season ticket. I I I was always conscious of the fact when you see people putting things like this online about whether or not they they've done it on purpose. But I I don't think he did do it on purpose. I Andy got a refund as well, so so that was good. But I I am I am loath to criticise because in terms of buying things, uh, buying SPFL games o- online, I have struggled at, at points this season. I appreciate that I, I'm, I'm a bit of a Luddite compared to other people. But I, I know there was a point where when Wraith Rovers were at Dundee and you could purchase a game and then you, you go in to watch the game. But with, with Dundee, f- for some reason they have... You go into one link if you're a Dundee season ticket holder and then I think another link... If you are like essentially anybody else, so everybody else filters into the same link, and I went into the the season ticket holder link, and I, obviously I couldn't get in the game, so I was sending like really cheeky emails to their support team, and then they got back to me to say, "Oh, really sorry, blah blah blah. If you've done this, if you tried that," and then I, I realised it was it was entirely my fault, so I just I just ignored their emails and then and then got back into the the, the proper link because it was entirely my fault. So. Yes, I am loath to criticise because I think it is potentially easily done. And you're a coward. Uh, and I'm a coward. <laughs> For ignoring the emails, you didn't even apologise to them. Well, do, do you know something? I was crabbit. I was crabbit and I realised it was it was my fault and I, that didn't really make me less crabbit and then I was kind of embarrassed. So uh, yes, if, if you're listening, uh, Dundee, Dundee FC website, IT support team, uh, thank you for your, for your quick uh, reply. Uh, it, it was my fault. I'm, I'm sorry. That was so big of you, Sean. Congratulations. Um, I, I was just I'm a skeptical, eh? Because you wouldn't allow for ninety nine pounds go out your account to watch any <laughs> game of football ever. Um, if you're, not you're not fuck, you're not if attending. You're not uh, well, how much? Well, you can see how much is going to come out. Ninety nine quid. You'd be thinking. Something has to be wrong. Who, what was it for Peterhead, was it? Peterhead. 99 uh, Peter quid. P- Peter St. Johnson. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, maybe you can make a mistake, but actually pressing that final button and 99 quid, that would, the fear that would give me um, and the anger that would course through me, I would be going absolutely insane. So I'm not too sure about this, but all's well that ends well. He got his, he got his money back. And fair enough to Peterhead because... Could have they told him to go swivel? Because he did bought it and he would have clicked all the terms and conditions. Um, that would be quite funny. You're just a Peter Head fan now. Uh, yeah. Forget about <laughs> just... Johnson. This is now your team. They also play in blue, to be fair. 
Misses the League Cup is, final. 99 quid is roughly what it is for a, a, a Hearts individual game, is it no? We... <laughs> yeah, Classic. 1850. Um, not Tony, to be like, you say that. But he's thinking he's only going to pay like nine quid or something. So yeah, he's just—he's not really paying attention at the final bit. When you're when you're when you're making a big purchase, you do check it over and over again. But if you're not expecting to make a big purchase, then you probably wouldn't. So yeah, no, 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 no. I, I accept that. And there's there has been some small difficulties. The biggest problem I had was uh, Aberdeen when I tried to buy. I was doing it for a podcast when we were covering the Sport and Lisbon game, Fowler, and it took me ages to work out and do it because it had the you had to tick the terms and conditions bit that you'd read it but it was the little box was white and the background was white so I couldn't see anything and I was losing my mind for about 10-15 minutes trying to work out and do it and I didn't get it on until three minutes into the game uh, and then but um, I got there I got there I finally worked it out but similar to you Sean I was very very worried about sending a sort of abusive email uh, and then finding out that I'm just an idiot. Pretty much every, pretty much every time I sign up for to, to watch a game on a new website, the, filling in, filling everything in. At, at least at one point, I'll go for fuck's sake because I'll have, I'll have done something wrong. I always struggle to find the, the proper link to get into it because I'm always going to teams' websites and going to the club TV, and it's not often there. No. Well, Fowler, Fowler, see if you need any help. Like IT point of view, just give me a shout. <laughs> Because it's always something past now. It's not the TVs, like the internationals. That's what it's like with Hibs. Hibs TVs, international subscribers use that as always. And now uh, Hibs passes for the season ticket holders and where you go to buy it if you're, a, if you're an away fan, blah, blah, blah. So right, it's confusing. For the next one, let me, just, uh, let me just read a news clipping here. Former Celtic captain Paul Lambert backs those critical of on-loan Southampton midfielder Mohamed El Yunusi for being caught on his phone after being substituted during last night's Europa League defeat by Sparta Prague. He's letting the club down. He's letting the great Jock Steen down. The Lisbon Lions down. Celtic is an organisation, not just an ordinary football club. <laughs> Bonkers. Does, does, does Paul Lambert know that Jock Steen is dead? <laughs> Yeah, but he's. Uh, I think Paul Lambert's a religious man. He probably thinks he's, he's looking down on on Mohamed El Yunusi and wagging his finger furiously. Those, those memes were some of my favourite ones that I saw of like Jock Steen looking over Parkhead after it, uh, angry. I just see. I, I was thinking this came up there. I was I was talking on a different WhatsApp group because I was watching a Wolves game last week. And um, what's his name? Jimenez was in the in the crowd because um, he sort of he became a headless horseman, lost his brain in a tackle before. Uh, so he's not been playing, and he was sitting on his phone, and nobody fucking cared at all. And it didn't get mentioned once, uh, and that's what I thought. There's the the blessed part of not being part of the old firm in the goldfish bubble where they have to try and make something out of nothing because it's the biggest load of nonsense. Did he not even claim Elianese after? I thought it was a good claim. Even if it's a lie, I thought it was a brilliant lie when he said he was checking the score of the other game. Um, which I thought, I hope it's a lie because I think it's a really, really good lie. I, I just think, I, I just think unless, unless Jock Steen was buried alive, he's probably not worried about anything. He's, he's dead. He also would no longer be worried about being buried alive. Doesn't even know what a mobile phone is. <laughs> no, no, not after this. You're right. Not after this length of time. Even if he'd been buried alive, he'd be. He'd, he'd be past that stage. 
Unless Are you it was using the, WhatsApp, oh, your new seat, just bananas. Unless, unless it was like a, a modern day version of like the film Old Boy, and he's just been kept alive by somebody. Well, that's uh, that's probably been worse. Why, why did Jockstein have an American accent there? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that after, and I was hoping the old boy reference that further got me and got me off with. But I don't know why Jockstein. Oh my god! I don't know why he'd become that. But he had. And he was angry. Jockstein um, via via Lanarkshire If I was El Yunissi, this is the kind of thing that would make me want to piss off. Honestly, it would really infuriate me, stuff like that. Guys, can I ask you one question? Have you ever fantasised about having sex on a football bench? What, what do you mean, fantasised? <laughs> um, <laughs> is it easy to break into Starks Park, Sean? Um, uh, I, I've never, I've never done it. I've never, I've never broken into Starks Park or or uh, had had relations in a football stadium. No. So this is obviously referring to the OnlyFans girl, uh, Ch- Chelsea, Chel- Chel- Chelsea Reese, uh, Chelsea Reese. Uh, who posted a, a few pictures, uh, and uh, one of them, uh, we've got the tweet here, is Up I Don's Up My Arse. And it is uh, <laughs> a photo of her doing uh, what I think you would describe uh, in, in yoga terms as downward facing dog, uh, but uh, she's pulled her trousers down from a side angle, so there's not really any smut, kind of. Uh, I, I went on her Twitter. Just in, just in the you name of research. You don't view that as a smutty photo. <laughs> yeah, was, as soon as, again, as soon as that left my mouth, I was like, uh-huh. yeah, it probably still counts. I, I mean, she literally has her jeans down uh, and, is, and is naked from the waist down on the, uh, like, where... I from know, a side McKin- angle, though. Where Derek McInnes used to sit. From, it's, from it's, a side angle, though. She, a, she has her trousers down. It's a side angle, so it's kind of safe for work, I guess. Ish. Safe? Safe for work? <laughs> for work? What? Where do you work? So you think if you... If it's, so in the Scotsman, you're telling me that if you're at your desk and you do it for a side angle with your trousers doing, that nobody would say anything. No, no, that I mean, would be like, fine. When you say not safe for work, you mean like it's not safe for you as the reader to to look at it while you're at work. I'm not saying that I would do this at my work. That's not, right, what, okay. no, that's not what that saying means. But, but it's not, that's not that's not suitable to view at work either. Uh, it would be for me to be fair because I would be writing an article about it because she's on the bench at Bertondry. If, if I was looking, if I was looking at a woman who had who had removed her jeans and was on the, the Aberdeen bench, and my boss walked past, she she would not be happy. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think mine would be either. It's, it's like we've had this discussion with you before, Father. You're allowed to be on all sorts because you're a journalist in sports. Like when I'm trying to skive work to prepare for podcasts back in the day, it was much more difficult for me to have football websites open and watching highlights as it is for you. And this again, I don't think they would be too happy. But I'm using actually now that I think about it, I'm using a work computer right now um, to look at this woman's bum, and uh, that's probably <laughs> Just from problematic. The site, just from the side. I, that, that, I can't wait for my tribunal for my sacking when I go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was from the side. <laughs> Chelsea Rees. Um, but she, how did she get in? Is it that easy to break into football grounds? Um, I mean, if you had a ladder, yeah. Like, there's just a gate. Like, most football grounds just have a gate at the side. If you had, yeah, if you had to, like, presumably there's one other person there taking the photo. Uh, so two years, one ladder between years, stick the ladder up, somebody goes over the ladder, jumps down the other side, um, I don't know how then they would get the ladder over the second person, but I'm sure it's, it's capable of doing. 
you're like Nicolas Cage in The Rock. <laughs> Two folk lined up. One your camera. Uh, you take your jeans down. <laughs> That's not smutty, it's classy. Right, here we go. Uh, I can watch it at my work. <laughs> she has. Uh, I've I've seen uh, I've seen other pictures of her on on her Twitter. Yes. Uh, I, I was just researching, and she it's, it's like. Uh, am I right saying that Eamon Brophy has a has a wolf tattooed all over his back? Have I just made that up? Uh, yes, he's got a wolf tattoo. I don't know if it's all over his back, but I'm sure he has one. Okay, that that's what Chelsea that's what Chelsea Reese has. She has a, a, a large wolf tattooed all over her back, which kind of looks cool, but at the same time, it looks like a. You know those, you know those animal print fleeces that sometimes have maybe uh, polar bears or uh-huh. cats or wolves. It kind of looks like she has that on her back as well. So, I, I suppose it, it depends on your opinion of of animal print fleeces. I've got a low opinion on them. If I'm being honest, I don't think they look cool at all. But that's I that's uh, I I bought one of my pals one for his thirtieth, uh, and he said it was it was really comfortable, very cozy. Uh, it sounds like an indoor, an indoor thing that you would wear. Absolutely, you wouldn't want it. To oh, take you wouldn't wear them. I mean, he's, he's got he's got some self respect. He wouldn't wear them to shops. <laughs> uh, but, but fair player, she she caused that. She caused an apps. Uh, the whole point in OnlyFans is to get subscribers, and uh, I'm going to guess that this gave her loads of subscribers, loads of hits, people knowing who she is. We're now talking about her on a relatively successful podcast, so. Fair play to the girl. This is that was the whole point in the, in the in the stunt, and uh, and she, and she done it so power to her for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've 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 seen her back, and, and uh, if if she hadn't done that, I wouldn't. Sean, <laughs> would you get a if if if, if money was tight? Would you get? Would, a, would I would I take my jeans down and start sparking? <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say, in general, would you get an OnlyFans account and no. start selling pictures of yourself? <laughs> Who the fuck? Who the fuck's gonna want to look at pictures of me and the birthday buff? I'm nearly fifty. Who's gonna look at pictures of me? I'd fucking pay for that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's it. I just have one subscriber. And I'm making five dollars a month, and it's all from Tony. Yeah, I'm a, I'm mid man in his mid forties. I don't think you know how OnlyFans really works, fellow. Who it's normally aimed at? Hey, you know, you get Sean, you, you're successful with the ladies, though. Ah, and also, uh, he's, a famous, he's a famous man. You are famous, yeah. Let me rephrase that. If there was an appetite for it, would you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think there would be an appetite. And even if there was, I, I, would, I would probably say no. If there was an appetite, I'd definitely fucking do it. Just getting paid for taking your clothes off and taking a photo of yourself. Right, too, right? Absolutely. Uh, we could do a Terrace podcast calendar. We did, uh, we didn't talk about that before. We released a naked calendar for charity. Uh, that, that idea never really got off the ground. It's not something like, people uh, really going to push for. What was that, uh, what was that, what was that calendar, that, what was that film called that had the kind of older women that made a calendar? Working sort of, Girls or something? It, oh. I thought it was Calendar Girls, wasn't it? <laughs> Girls, definitely not working girls. Uh, calendar girls, <laughs> calendar girls. Yeah, I mean that that went very well. Perhaps we could do some of that. There we go. I'm up for it. I am up for it. I would do a uh, naked. No, everyone just has to hold what uh, a football of the club they support over their over their member. Yes, yeah, uh, that could be good. That could be good fun. So they concerned how uh, how how up for this you are, Tony. Oh, considering considering my, what my body looks like, I'd be surprised <laughs> at that as well. But uh, I've got. Uh, 
it would be a laugh. It would be a laugh, and it would, I'd love to see how much everyone starts working out the weeks before that 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 comes comes to fruition. Telfer will be back at his um, what were the things he used to go to the where he made he learned how to make his chilies. Weight Watchers. Ah, uh, the Weight Watchers. I will be back in that. No, Slimming the, World. Slimming World. Slimming World. Slim yeah, world yeah, yeah, straight back, uh-huh. and I'll be joining them. So maybe it could be good for it could be good for us all. I'll be doing a ten k every every day and not eating for a month. Oh, but you'll die then. September. It's just Craig Fowler's corpse. <laughs> done, ten, done 31, done 310k with no sustenance for a month. Uh, here lies Craig Fowler. <laughs> right. Staying in the Granite City. Andy, uh, this is a, a t- tweet from uh, Ben Palmer. Andy Walker suggested that that goal, uh, this was a 1 0 win over St. Johnson in August could lift the city of Aberdeen <laughs> after six months of a pandemic, oil crash and two lockdowns is optimistic to say the least. In, in his defence, last week I said on a view from the terrace that I think we should take advantage of Che Adams' grand... So <laughs> now that wasn't what I meant. But I have some sympathy for Andy Walker here. That, that probably wasn't what he meant. Well, what did he mean then? He said it would give the lift to the city of Aberdeen to make them all feel good about themselves. But it's in well, a one nil win against St Johnston. Like, well, it's well, good. Don't get me wrong, people feel good when their football team wins, but also I remember watching that game, it was fucking terrible. Was that the one but, when Hedges scored in the last minute? Uh, aye, late on, deflected goal. Aye, well there you aye. go. Well there you go. There you go. Last minute goal. There you go. That that would have lifted them. From, okay. from the dull drums to from the dull drums to joy. And everything was solved in the city of Aberdeen. Right, next up, we've got Anthony Stokes, sides for Livingston, leaves without playing a game. What, it's almost inevitable, eh? Yeah, why did they think that, that would go well? He, he was highly praised by Gary Holt afterwards for his, for his attitude, um, which... He's also, just been polite. He's yeah, just been polite. It's, you kind of get that feeling since uh, he's not found a club since. The, the best part Is was... Is he still not playing for anyone? No, it's not as far as I'm aware. Let me just double check that. The best part was they had so they had Tony Macaroni as a sponsor, like right at the top of their jersey, and then Stokes. So it looked like his middle name was Macaroni. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, there was just something so inevitable about this because Stokes had had a, a pretty much since he'd left Hibs and he sort of hit the pub from the, the cup final. He's not really done anything anywhere he's had loads of sort of tiny spells everywhere and I was I was shocked with Livingston so I went ahead you know, although you do know Livingston are the club that we always think can just make something out that, that shouldn't work everyone who signs for them it, but like obviously you've got Riley recently you think that's not going to work for any Premier League club that'd be terrible oh look he'll be absolutely fine so maybe they just thought they'd have the Midas touch with, with Anthony Stokes as well but not even Livingston are able to control um, good old Stokesy. He is still a free agent, by the way. I think you've retired, Stokes. Well, How old is he? That's what. I'm just How old is he? 32, 33. Yeah, 32. Oh, fair play. Fair to see his uh, best days are behind him. Aye, uh, well, he had, he had his greatest day. It, was, it feels like 2006 he might be the last game he ever bloody played. And that was nearly five years ago. <laughs> right. Volleyball and goalie. And, yeah, everything... Everything around that. I hadn't realised he'd, he'd went abroad to, to 
just basically to go on holiday with a woman. And well, I, according to this article, does but that make actually it that more that or article, less forgivable? Uh, does it make it more or less forgivable? Uh, less probably. Less, less forgivable. Because I, I was under the impression it was, it was going abroad to try and to try and source a new club, which kind of feels more understandable. But the thing is, to be fair, the article actually it, it doesn't seem to have any evidence that actually he was going away with a woman, and so it just describes the hotel he stayed at. Like he was giving this a list. The, of, I was going to say, giving a list of the aromatherapy pillows that he could sleep on. <laughs> yeah, it was like the most classic Sun article you could ever ever read. Whereas there's so little about what happened, and it's just basically them putting more and more things that they think will get the reader angry. So like, so they've got their working class, you know, they think they'll get more and more, Celtic da will get more and more pissed off at every single bit. They'll have a bloody PlayStation in the room, a private butler, and he's maybe playing for Celtic. I just think it's it's so classically Sun. Uh, and who is it? It's, it's really good. Um, the Scottish Sun, Frank McAvenny, um, who's the Scottish Sun, Scottish Sun on Sunday columnist. There are plenty of nice places in Glasgow he could have gone to. <laughs> I did like that quote. Like the most irrelevant thing. If he's gone there to get his hole from a specific woman, there being nice hotels in Glasgow isn't really relevant. It's not. Um, so, yeah, it was bonkers. But fair play him. He's went as far as he... He's went this far just to get his hole during a pandemic. It just feels like it's just the most ignorant thing, really, you could possibly do. I wasn't as quite as angry about the public health factor, but I did just find it just seemed so ignorant and he just doesn't obviously give a shit, so he's went ahead and done it, if it's true. And I'm not even sure it is, because this article doesn't doesn't give me that whatsoever. Okay, next Maybe he's up. in love. Maybe he's in love. Here we go. And I feel you've just, I feel you've just discounted that. Maybe, maybe he was in love. And he, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, Bongalu is in love. There we go. Move on. Isn't that nice? Right, next up, we've got Hamilton. Next up, we've got Hamilton Aki signing a deal with a German donor kebab outfit producing an advert that features a bunch of guys in Aki stops that look weirdly like Callum Patterson with a Donald Trump kind of mock up that says. Fake news, fake fans. However, rest assured, this is genuine German donor kebab. I I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, I don't, that's exactly what I was about to say. I just don't understand what they're, so they're see, doing. So, so see if you've spent 30 quid, let, so you're a Hamilton fan, right? And said, so do you want to buy a, a cardboard cutout bloody cardboard fan thing? And you say, yes, yes, here's my £30. They then, they then put an impression of a, a German donor kebab in front of your face and, and then put you into the stand. Is that what's happened to you? While, while, like, who's this Donald Trump impersonator? Like, I don't even, he doesn't even look like a real human. I don't know what's happening. I, don't, I think he might be a guy with a mask on, as I'm thinking, because he looks, he's got, looks like a Michael Myers mask almost. With I thought a, it was something just superimposed on top of the photo. But again, why have they done that? <laughs> so many questions. Really. Just, none Donald of it makes Trump's any sense. No. <laughs> No, no wonder they're losing a million pound to bloody Nigerian <laughs> princes. What a fucking weird club. <laughs> Has anyone had that German Dora kebab? No, that, that, that sounds like hell. I'll say, I've, well, heard, I've nice. heard really good things. Yeah, I've, I've had there. them before. They're really nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like, uh, it's like Dora kebabs, but not as much grease. So it's quite tasty. There we go. And then, right, so I'm to, in. to just out of interest, so a German Dora kebab... What is the what is the American connection? So there's an American flag. There's Donald Trump. What is what's the connection? I've no fucking answer. 
It makes no sense from any no, angle. Nothing it's makes just, any sense. Nothing. It's just another nothing bizarre thing that Hamilton Academicals have done to try and I don't know, make some money. Fair enough to the, the the company. I can see what they want from it, but um, eh, exactly you have picked the most high-profile team to hitch their wagon to, though. Eh? No, no. Right, David de Gea, David de Gea uh, agrees with the kind of general perception that Stuart Kettlewell looks a little bit like him, and, and tweeted about it. Yeah, there's, I was thinking about how little there is to add to this. Uh, uh, it was, it was quite, it was good fun for David de Gea to to notice because he does look well like him. Uh, but I just find it hard to look at Stuart Kettlewell for the one reason we all know, and it's that bloody peak, isn't it? That bloody widow's peak right there. Eddie Munster. As I've said, you can just get it lasered off. Like, if he, if he hates it that much. But he shaves it off, doesn't he? He does shave it off. Yeah, but you can get it lasered off, so there's no hair at all. So there's, like, no stubble. No no forehead stubble. Fowler, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. If you think uh, lasers are available willy-nilly, then, then you're much mistaken. He is he's having to do it of his own accord. Yes, but he's had that for years. Before a global pandemic, when, when beauty salons were, or beauty, I don't know what they're called actually. Salon is good for me. It's not a die, but it's not where they do it. Because I had a, I had a blood spot on my forehead removed. Uh, it's not a salon because you actually, uh, it's the actual proper like doctors that have to do it. Ah, oh, like the uh, laser stuff. Yeah, Hosp- hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> well, those little, those little known places called hospitals. <laughs> For the for the benefit of the listener, who was at a hospital? For a start, like pri- it's like a private healthcare thing. Yeah, but further's going up. Further's going up in the clinic. world. A clinic. There clinic. you go. A yeah. beauty clinic. That'll there be there. You go. <laughs> Somebody's going up in the world. There, eh? Somebody's doing all right. Uh, uh-huh. I also, uh, my wife's cousin works for them, so I got uh, got it cheaper than most people. Oh, there we go. Eh? Here we are. Start to pay about five hundred quid. Like it's kind of ushered up the waiting list and everything. <laughs> That's bloody Folk private be, healthcare for you right there. Uh-huh. I thought I'd be waiting months because I've got like a, like a really, like, I don't know, a painful toe and you're just like jumping the queue. For, Strolling in. Uh-huh. For your beauty spot or have you said it was? <laughs> a blood spot. The <laughs> beauty spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Irvin Welsh's appearance on Hibs TV. I, again, going back to feeling like the most inevitable thing that's ever happened was getting Irvin Welsh on Hibs TV and expecting him not to say anything controversial. He's he's a guy, like, love him or loathe him, his whole shtick as a person is always just saying what he thinks. He sticks with his working class roots, sticks with his heavy roots. He's never really changed, so he was never going to um, hold back, even though it was on Hibs TV, and I just found it bizarre. The minute we heard about it, you knew he was going to do something like this, eh, Sean? I, I can't believe I've been... I've been eaten by a cheater, says man who's voted for let's get eaten by a cheater party. Like, like what, what did we think was going to happen? The only good thing was that David Tanner looked like his entire soul had left his body when he said it. <laughs> it's what did he say? He should be macheted into small pieces. I'll fed yeah. them else. Aye. And then he like called, him a, called him a sticky bun. Aye. That's not so good. Just all the, all the class, all the classic hits. But, um, so it should be basically shared in small pieces and sent in various packages, different corners of the globe for a challenge like that and consumed by seagulls. Um, and his argument back is that uh, does it fit the usually... Um, so he was basically saying everyone got offended on his behalf. And I do know what he means. He was using the the sort of South Park um, 
and these sort of cartoons defense when they're able to do things if you say something that is so ridiculous and can't be can really conceived of um, then it purely shows that it's comedy and it shouldn't be taken serious but I'm not sure he can quite say that when he's talking about sort of chopping up a, a player so I don't know if that that quite worked because he used the one an example is where I said some of his recent performances have been as appetising as the contents of Dennis Nielsen's fridge I didn't literally mean I would rather eat the contents of his fridge rather than watch Hibs play. And I know, and I do know what he means, but uh, I think it's a bit different when you're talking of just on telly about chopping a man into bits and sending him around the globe because you could do that. You could that could be conceived of. If it's PC, it's PC gone mad, isn't it? <laughs> but Hibs TV have had belters. We've not even gotten this. The my favourite one was um, Tam McManus having to apologise to Degree Scott on air during the match so you're just sit, sitting there watching the match and then time has oh, I need to apologise for insinuating that uh, Degree Scott uh, uh, likes to drink too much he hasn't had a drink in 18 years because Tam McManus had said previously that when he was a player and the um, Degree Scott used to always come to the player of the year parties uh, and obviously like to drink at them first my first problem with that was well if you only meet him at a party every year then it is pretty likely that he's going to be pissed that could be anyone but obviously he must have liked to drink and Diggory Scott <laughs> decided to stop drinking but Tammy Maz obviously just stuck his foot right in it on telly and Diggory Scott was on at half time from Canada having a chat Goes to Tam McManus at the start of the second half, saying, oh, I used to like, I'd never seen him sober. Uh, and then, and then, what, 20 minutes later, oh, I just want to apologise. Diggory Scott hasn't had a drink for 18 years. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine, um, imagine basing your opinion on the behaviour of somebody if you only meet them at parties. Like, see if you'd, see if you'd bump into Diggory Scott at, at a library and he was always blittered, then yes, you'd be <laughs> saying... <laughs> Degree Scott maybe needs to calm down with a drink. But if you're only meeting him once a year at a party and he's drunk, then that doesn't really suggest anything, really. Fairly. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. But uh, he did apologise. And the fact that they have another drink in 18 years means that maybe they're... I, I, I like, I'm not insinuating anything, but you know what I mean? That he obviously felt offended enough to to, to message in. So Tyler Manis looking like a, a bit of a tit after that one. But yeah, Hibs TV's had quite a few of these. Uh, and it's not the only TV show that's going to be turned up on this list, is it, Fuller? Uh, quite positive. Depends how many we get through, to be honest. Um, next up well, the next one. Scotland and Israel played each other for the rest of eternity. Oh. It's just so, it is so shit. It's like the shit. I don't mean to offend Israel. I don't have a problem with Israel. Uh, but, uh, do you not? Uh, well, well, yeah, well, again, I was about <laughs> to say. I you should have a small yeah. problem with Israel, at least. <laughs> Right, well, yeah, I don't want to really get into the, the politics of it all. And, and yeah, I do have a problem with some of their political decisions and their, their treatments of certain people. But um, it's just they're, they're a shit team to be playing all the time. It's not fun. The games aren't fun. Um, there's nothing to be excited about it. Yeah, the worst if thing about it is that we're always shy when we play them. long-term rivalry. I mean, there's I, players I would... like Declan Gallagher. Aye, players like Declan Gallagher and that have played in, in Israel more than they've played at like bloody rugby park this season. I I would have I would have less issue with it if if we had a particularly good record against them, but we never see what's going any goals against them. It's just shite. And and like looking at, <clears throat> we will we will definitely drop points against them, and it will definitely cost us the the chances of finishing in the top two places. They will definitely be the the the, the seed lower than us that that costs us qualification. 
Uh, so we've got Austria as the first one, and they are sort of looking like they might be a weak, a completely weak inside. Uh, so I think we'll be happy. We've got a big three points against them, and yeah, it's inevitable we'll go there and absolute banana skin it. Right, let's uh, move on to Hamilton. Uh, and on the park one for a change, Hamilton losing 8-0 to Rangers without a single shot at goal. I watched this game. They were absolutely awful. So the, the, the biggest the biggest takeaway I took from this is when I went into the article, when I scrolled to the bottom, there was uh, an article about 25 celebrities you won't believe what they look like now. But I'll be honest, that I found this more interesting than, than Hamilton losing 8-0. But the thing was, every single person in it, like, I, I could believe that that's what they look like now because it was just, it was just, so like, I, it was, here's what they used to look like in like, I don't know, the 90s on the left. Then here's what they look like now on the right. And it was just, it, it was just the same person plus the aging process. So in every single picture, I could believe that's what they look like now. Those clickbait articles. Um, that one really, that one really lured me in. <laughs> that one got you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I was basically sure. I have so much uh, uh, my respect for you has dropped with that. I mean, like, yeah, I'm thinking you would, you would uh, surely know that this is always going to be a load of pish. Well, um, you know something? It was uh, you won't believe what Michelle Ryan looks like now. And oh, I'll tell you what I've she looks like one. now. You tell me what she looks like now. She looks like Michelle Ryan, but a wee bit older. Uh, th- oh, it's such a shame how she looks at 36. That was the... I was Well, I was looking at this. I, I didn't actually click on it, but I must admit, I did get tempted a few times. What's Michelle Ryan from? Is she Coronation Street or something? Or Hollyoaks? Or? She was Coronation Street and uh, the $6 million woman, I think. They made a remake of that. And she was in Doctor Who for a wee bit. Uh, aye, Michelle, Michelle Ryan just looks like a... Uh, like a like a, a thirty eight year old woman going to the shops to buy a paper. <laughs> Can you like perfectly acceptable? Um, and more acceptable than Hamilton Academicals losing eight 0 without. Far scoring. more acceptable. That was that was uh, ridiculous. That was bang your just really. I always think that once you get to near the end of that game, I'd just be hitting a shot from anywhere. To it would be. I'd like to think it would be playing on in my head. Have we not had a bloody shot on this? And it's eight fucking nil. Right, wait now, geez it. Right, smack, there. The That's worst, a shot. The worst thing Going about it was that they the lost... Op- they lost taking the Opta guy after it. They lost eight nil because they kept attacking. They kept getting hit in the counter-attack. So what was the point of continuing attacking if we're not even going to have a fucking shot? Mental. Right. Uh, next up, we've got Manuel Dorado, the former, former Livingston Cup winner, and his contribution to a video put together by the Livy Talk podcast of former players from the 2004 team wishing this year's team good luck in the Betfred Cup final. And he says, who is St. Johnson? Fuck off, St. Johnson. I love this. I, I was like he is, it was like he was totally unaware of any kind of promotional video that involves ex-players ever. Because everybody else was totally... Oh, good luck to the boys, and oh, good luck at the weekend, blah, blah, blah. Totally generic guff. And then it gets to him, and he is, he's went totally off script. Totally off script. And he's just, he's just telling St. Johnson to fuck off. And I, I thought it was great. Uh, there should be more stuff like that. I think that should be... Um, and they're former players. They've nothing to worry about. Just just come in and just absolutely pile in. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Manuel Dorado, he played in the 2004 League, uh, league Cup, eh? Yes, the, the, yes. When they beat yes, him, say... Um, so, aye, power to him, eh? Good fun. Celtic's Twitter account suddenly wishing every jobber that used to play for them happy birthday. Is this not just a really desperate... I'm trying to work out, is this just the, the most obvious deflection tactic of all time? 
that when what all it done was shine more light on how bad Celtic are being because everyone just react everyone replying just reacted really badly to them to them doing it. Uh, yeah, and also it was quite funny when they did wish Ryan Christie a happy birthday on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good season. It's not a good season, looking. and that's that. That that totally serves them right. <laughs> yeah. so who were some of the players? Who were some of the players? It was like absolute, like like Stan Varga guys like this, like absolute, like just like guys that done fine, not legends of the club. Uh, just guys, but, like guys that had been on like sort of short loan deals. Well, and stuff the same like that. day, uh, the same day they didn't uh, wish Ryan Christie a happy birthday on Twitter. They did on Instagram, but not on Twitter. They they did on Twitter wish a happy birthday to goalkeeping coach Stevie Woods. I was only going to double down and go like, happy birthday, Raphael Scheidt. It's his birthday. They've got, um, or, or do you think, do you feel, is this another example of maybe feeling sorry for the Twitter accounts because they just, they're forced, they must put out so much content in one day and these easy happy birthdays, you can get a bit of nostalgia off the back of them. I'm playing devil's advocate because I've already said what I actually think. But, their only their, um, their only their only I mean, alternative was to, was to tweet literally nothing. So so during that period, whatever they tweeted, everybody was going to respond negatively. So 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 what do you do? You either you either celebrate some birthdays and and hope that not everybody tells them that they're pricks, or or you don't tweet anything. <laughs> I just checked. In. Raphael Shay's birthday is actually only ten. Sorry, 12 days before Ryan Christie, so they missed, the, they missed an opportunity there. Olivier and Cham ending Andreas Villas Boas' tenure at Marseille simply by signing for the club. See, uh, see in the 80s, see in the 80s, there was three television shows that were slightly different but were essentially all the same. So you had, uh, you had Highway to Heaven, which was about uh, an angel that, had, that, w- that was kind of on trial. And he was sent back to Earth to basically travel from town to town to help people. And then you had the you had the Littlest Hobo, which was about the German, I think German Shepherd that would that would travel from town to town and would help somebody every single week. And then you had the A Team, which was different, but kind essentially the same. So you had a, a gang of people with machine guns that would travel from town to town and help people. Olivier and Cham is the opposite of that. He travels from town to town every week and just fucks everything up. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what to follow up with that. Uh, that was the most uh, obtuse sort of reference. <laughs> um, Villas Boas, um, he's got like a bit of previous. He has quite a not. He's, he's relatively emotional. He, he, he speaks how he thinks. So, but normally, just you know, this probably happens to managers quite a lot. Would you not think, especially at sort of certain high levels where sort of directors of football and stuff sort of force players on you? Um, but he's obviously just absolutely had enough. And it's just for all other than chap, it's just to be, you get the feeling he was just used as a complete pawn because Village Boss doesn't want to be there anymore. Uh, and now he's going to be synonymous with, with this. This, this is the kind of thing that will follow him for, for the rest of eternity, really. The champ. The unpopular, the man who the man who ends careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, does, he says he does it. The decision not made by me. This he, 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 he to be fair to him, he does say I absolutely did not want to sign him. He specifically said no. I learned about it when I woke up and I went on the number one website for OM News. I submitted my resignation saying that I didn't agree with the sporting policy. 
management didn't give me a final say on things. I don't want money. I just want to go. The straw that broke the camel's back, signing a sort of relatively good midfielder. <laughs> um, not a bad life, if you can get it, really. Right, well... We'll do two more before we bring it to a close and then if anybody wants to continue listening to us you'll have to head over to the Patreon patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast where we shall continue with the list. The, the last two we've got here uh, John Beaton sorry well John Beaton gets screamed at by Liam Craig uh, very audibly uh, sorry you can hear the audio very well because obviously there's no fans in grounds this was the game earlier in the season where Hibs defeated St Johnson 1-0 at McDermott Park. Stormwater. Don't know what the worries about. <laughs> I think I, I think it kind of feels a bit shocking. Like even though you know that that's what they're saying to the referee, but just because you can hear it, it feels a bit shocking. Why are you seen there? Why are you seen there? You're seen fuck all. You're seen fuck all. I, I don't know. It just feels kind of shocking, but but very enjoyable. Very yeah, enjoyable. And then the most dramatic finish. That's fucking killed us. It's so like so <laughs> dramatic, and, and it's such a. You know, you've got legalese. I think that that that's sort of like really foot, only a football player would uh, would speak like that. Uh, I think you wouldn't hear a fan say that. That fucking killed us. It, was, it seemed like very, uh, but it was good fun. And again, Sean, we spoke about this a few weeks back when I was talking about how you can just bully men at work. It's the only thing. And there'll be St Johnston fans who will look at this and be really proud of Liam Craig treating John Beaton that way when he turned it. And it's, as I said at the time when we were talking about Stephen Gerrard, it's like you can get credit for, for doing this. Credit in the bank with your supporters' passion. Um, but he was you can tell it's a reaction and it's real. He's not obviously looking for anything. So what can you do? A lucky John Beaton. Okay, and finally, we've got Hamilton Aki's Joe Baygate. Ah. Ah. Sure, do you not, did you do you enjoy this at all? Uh, I, I, I tell you what I thought was quite interesting. So obviously he, I can't remember what the guy's name was, Bobby, Bobby something or other. So he seemed to revel in it on Twitter afterwards, which would suggest that he was maybe trying to make a name for himself. I, I, I don't know. I think he's an actor and a director and, and maybe he thought that it was a, a good thing because suddenly people were, were kind of looking at him. What I thought was quite interesting was he... If you scroll through his his Twitter, he was in a play about three or four years ago called Touching Cloth. I, I thought that was quite ironic. Uh, but I, in, in general, in, in general, I, I did not approve. And the fact that he, uh, the fact that he seemed to quite like the attention that he was getting made made, made me dislike it even more. Hamilton Fudge, Fudge basically said that he, he didn't even seem to be a fan of the club. He didn't know any of the players or anything. Uh, the, judging by his Twitter, I don't think he was. So, like, they've just got him because he's like a local, sort of maybe one of those local tiny, tiny bit celebrities with a bit of background, uh, and and they've rushed him in for for no real apparent reason. Um, so this is the, but I I watched this game. Um, was he not late as well? That he just yes. turned up. He turned. He went to the wrong place for the he, game. He went to Ibrox. Parliament Ibrox. Because the reason he went to Ibrox is because that's where the, the he thought they were playing away to Ross County. So if they were playing away, they would have done the commentary from a studio, and the studio's at Ibrox. So he went to Ibrox. So the guy's clearly not into it, is he? Um, Fucking hell, Because I, I mean, for I know. I mean, for most people, uh, I know club TV. Uh, it's not the big leagues or whatever you're not working for Sky Sports but I think most people who get involved 
sort of view it with quite a lot of pride. Um, and you sort of you're, you're getting quite a unique view from the club, and you get a unique place. As, and normally it's just supporters. So um, if he's not into it, I mean, I'm sure there's loads of people who would love the opportunity to do co-coms. I mean, Robert's been doing it for Hearts, and I bet he absolutely, and he he's obviously really really enjoyed doing it. And Duncan done it and gave birth to Hat Trick Boy. So there's, I can see people absolutely loving this stuff. So I can see why people get a bit pissed off when it clearly isn't in someone thing. I, I remember when I watched it, I, I, I sort of giggled a bit at the first when I went away for a job at half time and I thought, I can see why that might, you know, like, because he was late, or I went for a jobby, people would maybe say a nip to the toilet or whatever, but fine. And I was like, oh, I, haha, that'll get people. People find that funny, but then I then he keeps on. I had to squeeze out a bit. This is when you, you go into the exactly what you're saying, Sean. They really try hard. Um, he's obviously trying to be funny, uh, and when you've already turned up late and you're already know that popular, um, you probably get what you deserve. Um, aye, aye, so. Bobby, grow up. <laughs> And that's a fine note to end this on. Like I say, if you'd like to hear more from us, head over to the Patreon. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Guys, say goodbye. Cheers. Goodbye. And I'm Craig Feather saying goodbye. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.